Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, man of action. Chuck Norris stars in. Welcome back Chuck to Pop Culture Failure. We watch things pop culture and then we talk about it. I'm Sky. We're back. Yes, and we were gonna Worse watch. We were gonna watch a thing. But then it wasn't on Tubi anymore, so we're... We, we found a different thing. Right. That it was. It was on Tubi? Yes, this was, is on Tubi. Okay. So, so download yourself the Tubi app. Uh, it's free. Buckle up and, and join us for Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. It's free. There's some ads, but less ads than Hulu, I feel like. Uh, yeah, I think there was only one ad break, two I ad breaks. I think so. And we are watching the five episodes of the one and only Charles Norris and the Karate Commandos. We figured we'd... Take five weeks to find something better. <laughs> That's right. We were going to watch Pirates of Darkwater. But, but it's gone. It's gone. It disappeared. And then we were going to watch Sky Surfer Strike Force, but then we decided not to. Then we found this. Yeah. This is the... I've never seen any of it until no. today. Um, I did watch the Toy Galaxy about this recently. As did I. Okay. Um, first impressions? It's exactly what I expected. It's much less racist than I had anticipated. True. I It could have been way worse. This is from 1986, but it feels like it could have been from the 60s. <laughs> and it could have been a thing my dad really enjoyed as a child. Yes. It um, has a lot going on. It does. And also doesn't make any sense. No. And it doesn't, it doesn't fucking spoon feed you any of it. No. You are just... It's, it just happens to you. <laughs> Just like if you're getting punched to death by Charles Norris. Yeah. This opening part here, the, I guess this is the intro, the theme? I guess so. It explains who everyone is, and I was just going to tell you who everyone is again, because it, it's it doesn't matter. Which it does for our audience. They want to know. Chuck Norris leads the team of right. Karate Commandos. There's Pepper. She's a technolog... Te- 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 technolo- could you edit that out? No. Okay, good. She's a technology expert and mechanic. Yep. And also the girl. Driving things, I guess. That makes sense. It uh, also keeps her out of danger so you don't have to animate a woman getting hit by stuff. <laughs> yeah. There's Reed, who's Chuck's young apprentice and Pepper's brother. Okay. There's uh, Kimo, who's a samurai warrior. That's right. There's Tabe, who's a You know sumo he's a samurai champion. because he's never without his sword. Yes. And you know Tabe is a sumo because he's never wearing a shirt. Right. And he's fat. Right. And he loves food. Well, and then there's Chuck's young ward, whose name is Too Much. Yeah? That's his name, Too Much. Cool. Also, the second of the children Chuck has taken on? Uh, yes, there no are two reason. children on this team. What? What is What is this team? We don't really... They're karate commandos, Jake. Yeah, but what, is the, what do they do? Are I don't they, know. Like, they, the they... Avengers? Are they a secret government squad? No. I feel like most of the time you at least understand why a team is a team. Yeah, G.I. Joe is a, a team of elite guys and dolls who, um, you know, beat up a snake-themed monster uh, army. And the A-team are mercenaries. and uh, They're trying to clear their name and take money and not use guns. And the planeteers are saving the planet from pollution. Right. But the cr- plunder. But karate commandos? I don't know. Well, they're fighting Claw. No, they're fighting, uh, so the organ, well, they are fighting Claw, but he runs an organization called Vulture. Okay. Which, I don't know if you glean that from this episode, but I should I don't feel like they mentioned it at all, so <laughs> nope. Uh, also, there's a guy named Super Ninja? Yeah. He's like Claw's Darth Vader. <laughs> sure. There's a lot of working parts in the Vulture organization. Yeah. And there's a lady named Angelfish, and a different guy who is different from the rest of the cronies, but I don't remember if he got a name. I don't know. But he does wear, uh, not a shirt, but has a harness with a knife in it. <laughs> They're very toyetic. So, this first episode, after we get the introduction, there are some live-action Chuck Norris uh, bits in the introduction. And then there is a foreword uh, from the one and only Charles himself, wearing a red karate gi, doing karate in what I assume is his home dojo. I guess so. There's two different Exercise. stationary bicycles, yes. as well as a weight machine and a TV. Yeah, in the mirror, I think you can see a little bit more yeah. of what's going on. Uh, yeah, there's that big, giant TV. It's like 14 inches Look and like carpet. a huge, huge box. Yeah, it's it's a it's a gross carpet, but whatever. This was I think I said this was 1986, and it looks the like it in this. Yeah, so oh, there's no subtitles. Oh, maybe they turned off when I rewound it. It could be. I know how to fix it. Cool. 
I, no, it's on. Maybe they just don't subtitle uh, Mr. Mr. Norris. He refuses to be subtitled. It could be. Should be able to read his lips. That's why he's got that mustache. Sorry, all he says is one time we had to. There were deadly dolphins. Yeah, and that's the name of the episode. Setting up the episode. Uh, uh, there are no deadly dolphins in this episode. No, they're more charming and helpful. They yeah. do try to kill a lady at the end, though. Yes, that's true. But uh, we open up and we're just on an island somewhere. It's uh, pretty. I think he says it's Florida. Sure. Why wouldn't it be? And there's a guy in a bucket hat smoking a pipe in front of a big computer terminal. Oh, and stop pushing buttons. You stop pushing I'm buttons. I'm trying to make it do subtitles. They went away. They were working. There don't seem to be anymore. I noticed. It's on. See, it says English. So Chuck gives us a, uh, a talking to about how we can't give up when it's hard. When we dive into a, an island on Florida. Where we meet deadly dolphins. There we go. All right. So, uh, there's a guy in a bucket hat, and he's in charge of, I don't know, dolphin Dolphin experiments. And uh, the karate commandos are in a boat throwing shit at dolphins, and Tabe, the sumo guy, is throwing food at them. Seemingly food that maybe dolphins shouldn't eat, because it looks like his food, though he's holding it. It could just be a sandwich. I'm not really sure. Are dolphins allowed to have sandwiches? I don't know. Probably not. I mean, bread's not naturally occurring. I don't believe that. (laughs) Everybody jumps off the boat except for Tabe, and they start swimming with dolphins. Too much stays on the boat, too. Does he? Yeah. His name is bad and dumb. uh, He's got real big short round energy. Sure does. This was shortly after that, so I suppose that's why. So, the Karate Commandos are swimming with the dolphins, and we cut to an evil submarine. You know it's evil because it's all pointy and shit. Yeah. Uh, And purple. Uh, bad guys have uh, tertiary color schemes, whereas the heroes have primary color schemes. Look it up. There's two ge- two people who aren't cronies. Everybody else is dressed like a foot ninja. Not like the, the purple ones from the 80s cartoon, but like the regular ninja stuff. But Dr. Blight from <laughs> Planeteers is here. Yeah. Uh, her name's Angel Fish, Fish in this, but yeah. and she's they, got the like hair over her eye and everything. That's right. And they call for up Periscope, and then... <laughs> One folds out of the floor, which is not usually where periscopes come from, and then it just shows a map. I don't know. If With a little blinking light. That's right. Like, like periscopes do. Right. And then it turns into a TV, and we see uh, Claw. Not Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget, but a different Claw. No, a vaguely racist caricature, maybe? He's too is yellow he to not be a racist caricature. And then he has a big yellow robot arm with a claw at the end. He does. And his symbol... Is a weird sunburst? Yes. And he's with Super Ninja, and they appear on the TV screen that's supposed to be the Periscope. Super Ninja is my new favorite character. <laughs> In anything ever? Yeah, because Super Ninja has a full head mask, and then it's wearing a wig over it. Yep. Or the wig is part of his costume. And his name is Super Ninja. He's the fucking worst. I'll be real. Couldn't really follow what was going on. Didn't know what their motivations were, or why they were doing what they were doing. They want C-Lab. Right. They to make big waves, I guess. Right, and Angelfish is going to take over Sea Lab. But they need the they need Doctor Doc- Stanford, Stanford. Right, because he designed it. He designed it, so yes. he knows how to get them in. Yes, but it seems like if Sea Lab is a lab, you'd have personnel there who would have to at some point come out. So there should be like a docking bay or a door somewhere. Yeah, and Doctor Stanford knows where that's at. Right, but. Like, why would you hide it? <laughs> what if there's an emergency and you need to evacuate? Um, but fucking whatever. We do see C-Lab and it's, uh, I don't know, it looks like a five on a dice. It's got multiple domes where, I don't know, yeah, it's just, labs happen. It's just five domes connected by tunnels. And they never tell us what it does. It makes waves. Why would that be a thing? I don't know. I'm not okay. a scientist. Right. And then, oh. <laughs> <laughs> as <laughs> as the phone call progresses, uh, Dr. Claw is like, make sure not to fuck up or you'll get the claw. And he, remember this? And he shows them his claw and it's got little spikes in it. it uh, it's reminiscent of at the end of Solo, when Darth Maul finally shows up in the hologram and he just turns on his lightsaber for no reason to, to vaguely threaten right. the, the lady from Game of Thrones. Right. 
as a hologram, you could have swung it at her and cut through her and not hurt her, but still threatened her real yeah. good. Uh, but in this, it's 1986, and there's no hologram technology, so he just waves his claw in front of the TV screen. There is Skype, though. He does have yeah. Skype. Or Zoom, I guess, is a more relevant reference. But that's how he ends his claw, by threatening teleconferencing at this point. To squish him with his stupid robot arm. I don't know, the bad guys are gonna go take over C-Lab. But first... This is as if we didn't watch it already, because it's so confounding. Yeah. (laughs) But they do load some dudes up in some torpedoes and shoot them at Dr. Sanford. Um, And they're ninjas with very cumbersome-looking guns. And um, Dr. Sanford is able to make a distress call to the karate commandos. Commando spelled with a, with a K, just in case you were wondering. Um, and I was. Yep. So while he's being abducted, uh, the karate commandos get back in their boat. And they sail back. I guess sail is the right word, right? They motor. Okay. But I don't they, know. They boat back. They boat back. There's a whole thing where Tabe is looking at where they're going. He's like, Chuck tells him to get down. And he's like, but I'm watching. And then he gets shot at. And he's like, oh, fuck. Maybe I will hide. As... I guess that's the the funny. He's the funny one. The, the, those well, jokes. he's fat. Yeah, that's fair. So <laughs> Sam, or what's the Pepper. name of the Pepper? Pepper decides fuck this whole thing, and she drives the boat onto the land and does like a spin out, throwing dirt at everybody. I really like that you named her Sam. I thought it was Sam. I don't know why. No one in this is named Sam. I know. So it's not like you got confused. It wasn't even close. <laughs> um. Yeah, so she does the spin-out in a boat. You know how you can really easily control boats on land? Yeah. And it kicks up all the dust. Yeah, and it, all the sand. it blinds some of the ninjas who are there. Who also, they part of their whole thing is, like, they're scuba ninjas, but they do have goggles, but all of them have taken off. Well, I think they cough and stuff, too, don't they? Even though their faces are covered up? Uh, probably. So they wouldn't... But now that the team is on the land, a fight is afoot. So, uh, Como? Kimo. Kimo. Runs over with a metal fan and, <laughs> and cuts two laser guns in half. Cuts the ends right off of them. And then just runs away. He doesn't engage those people in battle. He just wanted to disable their weapons. Which I can respect. I mean, when you get a new blade fan, you want to use it. <laughs> it's called a Tessin. Is it? It is. It's real hard to tell what weapons in this are real and which ones are just completely yes. made up. Well, uh, Tessin were mostly used for signaling in battle. Like, they would have stuff written on them, so you would signal to your like generals or whatever. So that they could deploy orders without having to send a messenger in feudal Japan. I don't know how effective they were at weapons, uh, or as weapons. I know Mortal Kombat will have you believe pretty effective. I mean, what did you just see here? He cut two guns in half without yeah, really trying that hard. Exactly. Like, Instead of using the sword that was on his back that he was scuba diving with. <laughs> I'm upset about the sword maintenance that this man is showing. And Tabe picks up a guy and throws him at some other guys. Meanwhile, the apprentice, whose name I've already forgotten. Uh, I forget. Pepper's Peter? brother. Yeah. Uh, he finds some driftwood and is able to best two trained ninjas with it. Um, they have these bladed weapons that look like the symbol of Claw's Enterprise um, on, like, a short rope. I don't know if they're, like, morning stars or what, but he's able to best them. Meanwhile, uh, Pepper... Pots hops into uh, her robot car and flips a couple of ninjas away with their rear spoiler. Meanwhile, Chuck kicks in a door, thinking that's where Sanford was. That's absolutely not where he left him, because he was down on the pier. He was just hanging out on the dock. So Charles, instead of just going through the door like you'd expect him to do, he decides to go through the window. I absolutely would not expect Chuck Norris to go through the door like a normal <laughs> human being. Well, I wouldn't. Like I would, he didn't kick open the do- in a window or anything. So I assumed that he was going to go through back through the door. He just gently opens the window that he's going to go through. But instead, he decides to go through the door anyway because Short Round is being attacked by ninjas. He yells for help. And, uh, Charles... But also, if this child can't handle himself in a situation like this, what, he has no business being on the Karate Commandos team. That is field. true. But to be fair, he did kick one of them to the ground. Yeah, I guess. But he should have a weapon or something. Yeah, give this child he, a gun. He is a kid. So Charles uh, stands on a, an I-beam... And one of the ninjas raises it into the air, and they have a, a fight like the an angry 1920s builder arguing over lunch. And then eventually one of them falls off, and the other one gets pushed off too, and it's just, I don't know what's happening. They're fighting. Yeah. Charles takes one of the weird weapons they have 
and wraps it around the rope of something. I think it's the rope leading up to the uh, yeah, it's the crane. Con- it's connected to the crane because he kicks the guy in the mouth. <laughs> That's right. And they won the the battle, but the war isn't over. But luckily, they were able to take one alive. I don't know what happened to the rest of them. They probably dispersed in Dead, like, ninjas, ninjas into the night. Um, and there's a vague threat that Charles is going to torture this ninja for information. Um, but then they just get on a plane. All of the boats were smashed, but they had a plane handy, so they just got on this uh, 747. From what I can tell, it's the, the man. there's a man on a bicycle, and I think it's his plane, because they refer to him as the director. Okay. I'm not sure why he's exercising mid-flight or where, like, there's a costume change and Chuck Norris is wearing his He-Man gear. He sure is. And his apprentice is wearing a headscarf and a yellow gi that is not tactical, my friend. His you name, are going to be spotted is, for miles away. His name is Reed, I looked. So the director's telling them all about C-Lab and they're going to have to go there and, and stop it? Yes. I swear we watched this. So the, uh, Evil submarine docks at somewhere. At a ship? Sure. There's a big ship that the little ship sinks up into. And there's some uh, CAT scan technology that um, in this universe you can use a CAT scan to look into someone's mind and read their thoughts. Because, yeah. yeah, why wouldn't it? They do call it a CAT scanner, as though it's uh, like for kitty cats. I'm pretty sure... It was the technology developed to figure out what cats were thinking. <laughs> That's right. And then they find out it works on humans and monkeys. I think the C in cat skin stands for cranial, so I think it is spelled correctly, but I don't know. It just has a weird tone to it. But yeah, Angelfish is like, yeah, I know how to get into C-Lab because I looked into your head and <laughs> saw the outline of your brain, and I figured it out from that. That's where you keep thoughts, is the outline of your brain. It's true, I guess. Uh, meanwhile, I don't know how they got there, but uh, Tabe and Chuck are on the outside of the ship, and they are using magnets to ascend the metal side. Magnets sound like suction cups. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Also, like, magnets would be impossibly loud to use to scale a building. I feel like anything that is going to be strong enough to hold you onto that boat, mm-hmm. you will not be able to pull off, like, no, you would, your own strength. At best, you'd be able to shove it up a little. Yeah. But that would still cause quite a cacophony. And and when you get to the seam where the rivets are, you wouldn't be able to get it over the rivets. <laughs> Not quietly, for sure. Um, Plus, it's wet on top of that. <laughs> yeah, you would slip. They don't even have knee ones. They're just free climbing with their arms. Yeah. And um, Tabe, while probably in pretty good condition, is still a sumo man, and he is a large man. Yeah, he's probably very... That's a lot of mass to move up a a straight-up wall. But uh, surprisingly, surprising no one, actually, uh, there is a guy, one single guy, who notices them and starts shooting down. Um, They don't get murdered. Yeah, he he still can't hit the two immobile people all along the side of the boat. So Chuck throws a, a, a star with a rope on it, that continues to spin. It's like a buzzsaw, and he wraps around that guy's hand and throws him into the water. Um, that henchman says nothing, doesn't even yell on his way down, and uh, also did not signal to anyone. So I don't know what happens to him after this. Uh, he's going to die in the open ocean. I think so, because he doesn't seem to have any agency. <laughs> I think he's just going to sink to the he's, bottom. He's resigned to death. I mean, this is where it is. This is, what he's, this is what's happening. I'm comfortable with it. I mean, he chose that, so I'm comfortable with his decisions. Um, so Chuck has a... The last time we saw him, he was wearing bondage gear that had one strap, and now he's wearing bondage gear that has one... Or, or he had two straps on before, and now he just has the one strap. This is actually even more He-Man even before. Yeah, because now he has a stupid, crazy uh, staff of some sort that also might be a spear. Also, I think his headband was red before, and now it's Yeah, blue. he's wearing his business headband. <laughs> And his killing mustache. And Tabe has just been wearing a diaper the entire episode. Yeah, I don't know why the sumo man has to wear a thong the entire time. Yeah. He, he can put on pants. They wear pants unless they're doing sumo shit. I mean, throw... If you're gonna be like this, just throw a Hawaiian shirt on him. Right. Why yeah. not, man? <laughs> um, also, on Chuck Norris's uh, bondage strap, there's like a big circle where I feel like they were so they were gonna put his logo... 
because it's just a big CN. But there's nothing there for some reason. It's waiting for the graphic designer to get back to him. <laughs> sure. And Tommy will only refer to Charles as boss. I don't know why that's relevant to me, but I feel like you should know it. So I guess, I guess he's uh, like he's, he's hired, hired these people, goon, yeah, to be a karate commando. Chuck is sneaking around the ship. He rounds a corner, and there's some dudes, and he, all of them watch as he runs over, and then he disarms them with his, his he's, weird claw stick. He's the claw end to just grab their guns out of their hands. Yeah. So a man grabs an axe, and then Chuck has just thrown it. Like he's just dropped his stick. Is it weird that that boat has an axe on it? Like I don't. That? I don't think so. Who would they be axing? I don't know. Doors. Guess so. I've never. I would never be on a boat like this, so I. I wouldn't know what would need to be axed. You. Uh, so you're saying we're not going to do the podcast cruise? No. There's. There's no force short of the hand of God or Satan that would put me on a cruise ship. <laughs> but Sky, it's or a floating petri dish. Yeah, it's a floating dish that also if something goes wrong you will 100% die there's nowhere to go <laughs> you just fly out to steal like that henchman yeah and look if that's how he chose to die that's on him i will never ever be on a ship going over that much water <laughs> I, I wasn't even comfortable being on a boat in a on a houseboat in a lake i uh i don't want to go on a cruise ship either but i absolutely would if it, if it would mean you have to go <laughs> I'd be upset for... Oh, you just want to see me days. sit in the room for the entire time? I'm just like, I'm safe in the room. I've been to other uh, vacations in hotels with you, Sky. I, that's what you do anyway. Yeah, that's all I want to do. It's my vacation, too. I just want to stay in one place and not do anything. It's great. Um, yeah. I have, a, I have a fear of open water, so there's nothing that would get me on a boat like this. I... When you say it like that, you make it sound almost like you have an irrational fear. It's very rational. There's no reason anyone should go on a cruise ship ever. Yeah. Fuck that noise. I don't want to drown. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm stranded in the middle of the ocean. Man, it's not even that. It's just being on that giant boat with the same people just farting and... No, thank you. Yeah. it, 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 I mean, all there is to do is, like, walk around and eat. And the idea of being surrounded by that many people who are going to bump into me and the misophonia of hearing them slap their disgusting mouths as they <laughs> just gorge themselves silly. I, that's, I'll have plenty of time for that when I'm in hell. I absolutely just want to walk around and eat, just not on a boat. Yeah, that's fine. Um, it's just, I just, there's nothing about a cruise ship that is enticing to me. I will... Die a thousand deaths before you drag me onto a. a How much cruise. would they have to pay us to get us to go on a so much cruise? They'd have to pay so much. What if they gave you a year's salary for us to come on that podcast cruise, guy? Up front in cash? Yeah. <laughs> you get uh, paid half now and half later if you don't have a freak nah. out. <laughs> oh, I have to not freak out? Yeah. Then no, absolutely not. <laughs> what if they double it if you have a freak out? That I can guarantee, so. <laughs> you want to hear me have a nervous breakdown as I, as I just slowly sink into... Actually, probably not even slowly, as I sink into madness on a fucking boat. Well, I hope if that happens, it'll be on the podcast crew so we, everyone has content from this recording. <laughs> you have a meltdown. So this fucking guy uh, just shit himself to death. Didn't have dysentery. It just happened. I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> huh. Yeah, There's no definitely a podcast cruise, though, right? The Joko cruise? Joko. Oh, there is one? Okay, yeah. I thought... Uh, I think Stan... Not Stan Lee. Uh, Errol Stein was on one once? Yeah? I think so. Uh, I know for sure, um, I believe, uh, Sister Hazel has one. <laughs> of, course they, of course they do. As hot now as they were then. <laughs> um, but anyway, Tabe smells food, and then he goes to the kitchen. This is the most offensive part of the episode, that a big yeah. fat guy would follow. Stink lines? Yeah. To where uh, two fat chefs have made a steaming bowl of balloons? I think they are Japanese dumplings. Oh. Um, I but they he, were water balloons filled with oatmeal. It, that could be. I mean, they could just be onions. I don't know. Um, but they did also make, like, a whole chicken which will not feed an entire boat full of people, for sure. This seems to be their meal. They're sitting yeah. down to eat. So. That could be. Maybe they, you know, serve yourself, save the rest later. 
you they know, probably have to it's eat like an air mask time. situation. It's probably like three in the afternoon, they gotta eat their lunch. Yeah, before or after dinner, and it's you gotta find that weird time. But the stupidest part is that there's just a big fucking window in the door, and they don't like notice that it's just a man with no shirt standing there. I feel like a shirtless fat guy standing in the window is every cook's nightmare. <laughs> I'm here for your hand. <laughs> yeah. The sumo guy's here. This is what we practiced for. <laughs> Lock the door. The hose. There's not even like a door. Like the door doesn't have a knob or even like a push area. So I don't know what Tabi's waiting for. But yeah. he does like knock politely. Maybe he's a vampire and he can't go in unless he's invited. But uh, one of the, the cooks goes over and opens the door politely, and Tabe just pops in and smashes his head in between two shields. I mean, I guess this is the bad guy's boat, so even if they're cooks, they're bad guy cooks, right? Potentially, but also they could have just hired a catering service. Like, yeah. these could just be guys that are like, hey, we would like to have a couple of professional chefs on board. Um, Whatever, they're being employed by an evil guy. By association, they're evil. I mean, if... An evil guy goes to a diner and then he buys a sandwich. Is the diner owner or the person who made him that sandwich evil? Um, if you're hunting for your lost doctor friend, yes. <laughs> All right, because he does cave in that man's skull. He does not he get sure back does. up. And then he, uh, the he other chef, throws up a plate of food at him. He blocks it with a shield, uh, and then I don't know. I think he kicks him or throws him or something, and then he just eats a whole chicken. Tabe. Yeah. Meanwhile, Chuck's just wandering around, and Tabe has given up on. He completely forgot what they were doing. Um, Tommy's diaper has the Chuck Norris logo on. Sure does. Like, he bumps into Chuck, seemingly by happenstance, and Chuck's like, hey, can you eat less loud? And Tabe says it's not, uh, doesn't taste as good if he eats quietly, which is my fucking nightmare <laughs> to deal with. He's eating loudly on a boat, Sky. I know. And this then, is oh, the exact you know situation else? I described. You know what else, Sky? I think a tornado's coming. <laughs> Fuck you. Come to get him. Be a water spout. It wouldn't be a tornado. <laughs> it's the same thing as weather. <laughs> yes. I Though I could this... drown in the air. That'd be great. I watched this TikTok uh, earlier today, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and this girl uh, was swimming herself. And she, she said, oh, my freaking power went out because uh, of this storm. And she flips the camera around and there's just a tornado. <laughs> and then you see her realize there's a tornado on the screen. And then looks out the window and she looks back and she goes, is that a freaking tornado? And then it just stops. <laughs> And then, so I, obviously, I went to the, her page, and I was sure like, what happened? And she was alive, but her neighborhood was, like, real rough shape. Uh, yeah, that's what tornadoes do. It wasn't, like, like blow, like the houses didn't get, like, torn down. Sure. But, like, all the, she was like, yeah, every window in our house, something blew through it. Yeah, that's what tornadoes do. <laughs> indiscriminately. Yeah. She just was, like, trying to take a video of a storm, and she was like, is that a tornado? <laughs> sure is. Um, like, beelining for the house like it was it was just directly in front of their window. yeah that's how to, that's why they're so fucking terrifying yeah because you can't predict them um also right now in california there have been two fire tornadoes because the state's on fire <laughs> and uh that's normally a pretty rare occurrence and it's happened twice so far it's so, all coming down around us yep we might as well just sit here quietly and watch chuck norris probably come in that's <laughs> what we're gonna nothing do nothing else matters is the ocean still on fire? I don't know. I mean, probably. We're not good. We shouldn't be here, humans. Like, we're, we weren't supposed to be here. Should have just left it to the deadly dolphins. That's right. They could have handled things. Speaking of which, you're probably wondering, what about them dolphins? Yeah. Don't worry it, about it. We'll get there. About this point, or maybe a few more minutes in, we realized we hadn't seen dolphins in a long time. Because they were in the first two minutes, and then it has been, like, ten minutes since. And not They haven't even been mentioned, and also they flew to a different area. Now they're just on a boat. Dolphins don't usually hang out on boats. Yeah, they ain't got legs. Um, so Tave and Chuck bump into some guards, and they start shooting at them. Um, and uh, they run, and they're, of course, chased, but they like, shoulder ram through a door and find a fire hose. This guy's gonna go fucking, uh, to transporter on him with the fire hose. <laughs> that seems pretty cool. Yeah. Transformer's so dumb, but awesome. You should probably watch that for this sometime. Hell yeah. I think it was pretty successful, but we can Whatever. watch what we want. <laughs> we both really like it. It's true. So, Tabe remembers that what why they're there. He's like, can we just find that doctor and leave? I don't want to be here anymore. Oh yeah, sorry, I was having some fun spraying people with this hose. It is fun. 
especially a high power one that will hurt them. And then Chuck's like, yeah, I, re I remember looking at the designs of this boat we're on. He's, he's one level down. So the two of them go and kick down a big metal door. And then they kick a bunch of men. Kick a bunch of men who are shooting lasers at them. Poorly. You know, lasers travel in straight lines. It would be easy to shoot someone with a laser. Yes. You could count on it landing 100% of the time. But they hit the two guards... And they're like, Angelfish is already attacking Sea Lab, says the doctor. I mean, to be fair, they already got what they wanted out of this guy, so yeah. you don't need all the guards. Whatever, he get, if he gets out, he gets out. They should have just killed him. But luckily, uh, everyone else on Captain Commando Karate um, is... You almost uh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> they're already on their way to Sea Lab. Because? So that means... Uh, Reed... And Pepper and Chemo? Yes, and Too Much. And Too Much. And it's spelled like T-O-O much. Yes. At least it much. is. It, at least that's how the people who did the captions believed it to be spelled. It's how it's spelled on Wikipedia as Is well. it? Okay. Well, Wikipedia is somewhat as reliable as the rest of it. Like, it looks like C-Lab does, in fact, have a door that you can just go in instead yeah, of like... Yeah, just got in. You don't need to break in. But uh, the four of them are there. Kimo has his sword drawn, finally. And Pepper and Reed have, I don't know, some kind of blades, maybe? They, all, of, all of the weapons in this show look like the extra weapons that would come with the Ninja Turtles action figure. Where yes. you're like, well, Michelangelo uses these nunchucks. He doesn't need this weird, like... Push dagger. Yeah. Or this tr spiny triangle. <laughs> The sword that comes up later is the most, like, extra <laughs> uh, Ninja Turtles weapon ever. For sure. I'm... With four blades on it. <laughs> Kimo's sword is just a regular katana, which is pretty good, I guess. Um, is is Reed's weapon just a, uh, a, a satchel of hay? That's what it looks like. Also, I'm not sure which is which at this current juncture, because Reed and Pepper look identical because they're think, wearing their uh, water masks. Blue. Okay, I believe you. I just don't know who was what. Um, well, in my heart, I drunk bosoms on that one. So. Okay, yeah, uh, the peppers and the black. Let's see. They all have the Chuck Norris logo on their shit too. Why doesn't yep. Chuck Norris have CN on his shit? Because he is. I guess that's true. Why would he need it? So, um, Angelfish comes running at them with uh, some ninjas who are still carrying those incredibly awkward-looking weapons. There's, they've got like a. A metal bike lock on the front to use as a a, a handhold, and it's just I, maybe that's why they kept fucking missing because it's so awkward to hold. Yeah, you um, hold it from underneath. Yeah. So they stand around waiting to get shot at, and eventually they start. They decide to move. Um. I mean, there's only three people, and only two of them had guns. But then more ninjas show up with swords, and there's. Some of the worst choreography in a cartoon I've ever seen. It was the 80s, man. Yeah, people can just, like, fly when they jump. They it doesn't matter. They don't have to, like, lift off. They just move through the air as though they can tell gravity to fuck off like Caitlin Ohashi. It's because they're karate commandos. They command karate. Like, yep, you're not wrong. So they get taken by the ninjas because there's too many of them. And then we cut over to uh, the bridge, I guess? where Angelfish is talking to um, no shirt but knife through harness guy. He's got a full face mask, but no shirt. But Super Ninja's there! What? He's not supposed to be here. He looks like Union Jack. <laughs> I, I don't... I don't understand. <laughs> I love his design. It's so incredibly stupid. It's terrible. In so many ways. And Angelfish is like, why are you here? Um... And I don't know whose side uh, No Shirt is on. He's conflicted, I think. Because she says, get me Claw now. And he like look, he looks at Super Ninja to be like, well, you outrank her. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think Super Ninja nods and he does it. It's a weird little bit of acting that they animated. Here. Yeah. it's I respect him respecting the chain of command. Yeah. Uh, said, well, he's in charge now. Because Angelfish thought she was going to be able to do this by herself. Um. But then Claw's like, yeah, no, that guy's in charge. Fuck you, lady. I don't understand what's happening. 
I don't, I don't either. This weird power struggle in the bad guy camp. I mean, that is to be expected. That's a, a very clear trope in cartoons from the 80s. Look at Starscream. But, like, why are we doing this here? And what are we doing here? They're going to make waves, Sky. I don't know what you don't understand. <laughs> so Claw uh, tells them to play nice or whatever, and then uh, patches himself into the huge view screen at the UN to talk to all of the nations. And um, I made the comment earlier that I think the problem with the UN and like terrorists is that they built that big view screen so that they could pop up and talk to them directly. Right. If you made it more difficult for supervillains to contact all of the nations of, of the world at one time, then you probably would get less threats. Does the real UN have a big TV screen? I don't see why they would. Unless they have Cartoon Fridays. <laughs> I don't think they do anything but yell at each other and get nothing done. Guys, buckle up. We're going to watch Shrek today. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's possible that they have presentations on a view screen. But I can't imagine it's like that 100-foot screen. Well, yeah. It's a jumbotron up there. Sometimes in other movies, it's just a regular-sized TV. Yeah. But Claw's like... uh I'm going to kill Japan unless you give me one billion one billion worth of gold. He doesn't say which kind of currency, so if he if they just gave him one billion in yen, I feel like that'd only be like a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm not sure how the converting it works. Yeah, because he just says one billion in gold. One billion... One milligrams. billion of gold, Sky. Yeah, but he doesn't say what units. You need to specify units. Because if I give you, like, a billion micrograms, then you only have a gram or whatever. Sky, the unit is gold. One million gold. Look, gold is a unit of measurement in uh, Dungeons and Dragons, well, but not in real life. I don't know if this is that real life, Sky. Look at look at Super Ninja there. Yeah, he's got yellow, short, uh, yellow trunks on. And a wig uh, over his mask. Sure does. But cut out eye holes, which I appreciate. I feel like if you went as Super Ninja for Halloween, people would automatically assume it was some sort of weird racist thing. Yeah, probably. That in real life would definitely... The big red symbol on his chest certainly makes it seem like he's part of some racist conflagration. Yeah. Like he's... (laughs) I don't know towards what. He kind of looks like like if the Westboro Baptist Church (laughs) had like a superhero comic to like lure children into the church and be like... Yeah. this super Christian says that you should obey the word of God. And hate the gays. Yeah. They really hate gay people. Um, they kind of went away, though, didn't they? Uh, I th- feel like they're less loud. I think someone important in the church died. Fred Phelps. He yeah. died. And he's... Uh, ho- if hell is real, I hope he's there you, uh, just spinning in it. You were ready with that name. Yeah. Been thinking about it. I, th- I think about the Westboro Baptist Church kind of re- regularly. That's how I feel about Super Ninja now. It fuels my hate fire. You are pretty upset always. Yep. Um, I've completely forgotten what we're doing. Oh, Super Ninja. Yeah, Super Ninja has the C-Lab shoot a light ray out, which causes a tidal wave. Oh, no! Somehow. Um, and it hits either a sand barge or an island. I'm not sure, and the animation's a little unclear. And it, it doesn't look that populated. No. And also the wave doesn't look that big. I guess it could have been a perspective thing at the time. I mean, if that's like a... Yeah, it's hard to say. If that's like a like an island where people are living, then, I don't know. then yeah, it is probably a big wave. But if it's just a little sandbar, yeah. Like, now there's an act. Yeah, though <laughs> it it washed a bunch of stuff away and it looked like it was just seaweed, but it could have been trees. Yeah, I'm fucking no. A lot of weird stuff is going on in this cartoon, and I'm scared. We got Always. four more of these bitches. <laughs> Can't believe they only made four. It's so compelling. We're gonna do the Mr. T cartoon next, which is I think the same thing, but with Mr. T. <laughs> what are his guys called? I don't know. Mr. T and the Alphabet Crusaders? Okay. Deep Penetration it's of just the Greens. That show's just called Mr. T. Oh, alright. That's right there. Um, I mean, you get exactly what you're, disc- or you're sold. The cartoon stars Mr. T is a coach to a gymnastics team. Yeah, why wouldn't he be? Traveling the world while becoming involved in solving various mysteries. Sure. Makes perfect sense. 
At the beginning of each episode, a live-action introduction featuring Mr. T himself is shown to explain what the episode is about. Of course. Um, so It actually started before this, so this is a rip-off of that. So, we come back from our ad break, and everybody, well, uh, Tabe, Chuck Norris, and Dr. Samson? Sam? Sanford. Sanford. Mr. T is on TV. We can watch it. Fantastic. There's 30 of them. He's petting that dog real hard in that image. <laughs> They got a big Navy hovercraft. See, this is what's confusing. They're limitless resources? Yeah. Cause, like, what is this team? Is it a government team? Is Chuck Norris just a rich weirdo who wants to help solve crimes with his diapered friend? <laughs> Probably that one. He's got a big CW or CN on his belt right now. Yep. But he's going to change out of them clothes. This is his sailing outfit. Yeah. Chuck has had four costume changes so far. You get four action figures from this one episode. Yeah, of just Chuck Norris. Tabe doesn't wear clothes, so he's just the only <laughs> he's got the one. Doctor What's His Face is telling them all about C Lab and how you can't get in, even though there's clearly a door. And on this fucking hovercraft, he has three dolphins, but they are kept in basically coffin-sized yep. aquariums, and they can't move. And I uh, <laughs> don't see air in there, so they're definitely gonna fucking suffocate. Every how long can a dolphin hold its breath? 20 minutes? Something like that. Every 20 minutes, it just drains and <laughs> takes a big breath and it fills back up with the water. <laughs> oh, boy. But uh, Dr. Sanford pops in his his, uh, his thinking pipe and they start talking about how they can break into C-Lab through this one thing. But it's got metal detectors, so they'll, they'll sense your uh, scuba gear. So you have to go in, but um, you'll fucking suffocate in there. Not to change the subject, but there is a Super Ninja action. Fucking, of course there is. It's got Get the it. hair. Get two of them. There's, there's Tabe without his shirt. There's four Chuck Norris's. Sure. Bunch of ninjas. Christ. So, uh, we get a shot of Chuck considering how to swim fast and looking at the dolphins who have nostrils. In addition to their blowhole. That's right. Definitely have a blowhole, too. And there are bubbles coming out of those nostrils. Yeah, so they're dying, for sure. And uh, sure enough, they outfit the dolphins with harnesses full of gear. Although I don't know that that's where a dolphin's blowhole is, either. It's awful far forward. <laughs> yeah, the harness would be just about covering it. It would yeah. be right around that area, closer to the dorsal fin. It's definitely not just above uh, the nostrils that dolphins definitely have. Now, Sky, I, I know you called what these dolphins are in a harness, but these are just little vests. <laughs> Cute little vests. True. Um, one's got bolt cutters. Uh, one's got rope. You know. Oh, they guess they all have bolt cutters. Never and mind. Rope, yeah. They just use the the same design over and over. That's fine. So uh, clearly, Tabe and Chuck are gonna break in using these dolphins as help, and then we cut inside to where the rest of the Karate Commandos have been kept. And they also were able to costume change. I guess they were wearing their shit underneath their scuba suits. I guess so. So uh, Reed is wearing his stupid yellow and blue outfit. Uh, Pepper's just got her regular regular lady just, outfit on. She just looks like a lady at the mall. <laughs> sure enough, Chemo uh, is like, let's uh, you know murder the man outside and get out of here. So in order to get his attention, he's just like, hey, guy out there. And then he waves and then ducks underneath the door and this is enough to confuse and scare the uh, the guard enough to open up the door and everybody's gone where could they have gone apparently there's a, a cross beam in this fucking <laughs> under, underwater fucking uh, sea lab and all of them are doing a pressure uh, like walk holding uh, themselves up there even the short ones who uh, clearly their feet are not on the wall it's <laughs> tiptoe in it and then all four of them drop on this man, and I assume kill him. I mean, he looks pretty dead. Uh, but they do pick up his gun, and... What if we finally find a fucking show that they actually did it? They actually kill the bad guys. Maybe that's why they only Everybody, got five episodes. Yeah. They're like, Chuck, we cannot. Everybody who hits the ground is dead. 100%. It says that in the credits. <laughs> in loving memory of all of these henchmen. <laughs> yeah. I would be into it. hundred more seasons. So... We cut to the bridge where No Shirt and uh, Angelfish are like are being notified by one of the hench ninja that uh, they're picking up like uh, intruders. They bring it up on the view screen. I don't know how, 
because it's a camera that's following them as they're moving laterally. Like, it's a profile shot. It's the moving security camera. Sure. Pretty dumb of them to follow that track. Um, But Angelfish just says, oh, it's just fish. It's fine. It's like, first off, they're wearing little vests. Yeah. And they're also enormous if they are just fish. Like, whatever. Fucking... It makes me so mad. The orange vests should have been a giveaway. <laughs> yeah. Dolphins don't typically have equipment. It's they not in their skill set. But uh, Tabe and Chuck start bolt cutting their way into the inlet too. Meanwhile, the rest of the team is Scooby-Doo sneaking around, but then ninjas see them and start shooting at them. They walk directly into those ninjas too. Yeah. They weren't really trying to hide at all. But then Kimo cannonballs into them. <laughs> Yeah, it knocks them both down. Um, they discarded the gun they picked up previously and do not continue with these guys' outfits, or with their um, guns. But we do cut back to Chuck, who is uh, strip-teasing us. He's getting back into his karate fighting gear, which right. again is no shirt, but a bondage strap. He was told by Sanford that the metal detector in the pipe will detect you, will detect your scuba gear. Right. But he ditches the clothing, too, that's right. not metal, but then rides on the dolphins who have metal things strapped to the little vest. Correct. Okay. Those are all issues. Uh, also, I bet that his uh, his gear probably has some metal in it, like his regular fighting gear. Or his bones, because he's solid steel. That's right. Too much iron in his blood. So, what, fucking whatever. Uh, but he, they grab the dolphins, and the dolphins swim him inside. I feel like fucking whatever is just going to be the theme of the rest of these episodes of this. Uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, the dolphins swim them inside because they needed to be fast enough to not drown, uh, because they had to discard their scuba stuff. Yeah, so the dolphins... Terrifying. Yeah. Uh, which is also a thing I would never do! Um, not even do, uh get C-Lab back from the ninjas? Nah, I will happily die in a tidal wave than uh, uh, go underwater and ditch my scuba stuff. Then you're just drowning in your house. Yeah, but at least I could die like in my house where my stuff is. I guess that's true. Also, I live in Illinois where tidal waves aren't going to reach right away. Mm. It's going to take a lot more global flooding. Um, but the dolphins throw these grown men at the ninjas. It's a cool move. Yeah. The ninjas shoot their lasers at them in the water. Um... And the lasers kind of just, like, deflect off the surface, which seems like something that probably would have, like, product tested and known beforehand, but well, whatever. Well, you know that lasers can't penetrate water. They can, but they'll refract for sure. There's, you would have to accommodate for the, you know, distortion. And they clearly did. They didn't. So the dolphins helped out. Uh, Chuck says, we owe you one. And the dolphins reply, you know, with dolphin sounds. <laughs> yeah. And then they swim away. So we cut over to where Angelfish is mad. No, he tells the dolphins to stay there and not let anyone escape. Oh, does he? Yeah, he leaves the dolphins in charge of keeping people out of those submarines that are in the little bay there. Well, they're pretty smart. They can probably handle it. Yeah. If any animal can. <laughs> it's definitely one that can't walk on dry surfaces. <laughs> uh, so Angelfish is mad that uh, Chuck is in Sea Lab and his people are now running loose. In the hallway. That's right. Super Ninja. The idea of a... I know a place like this obviously has hallways, but them being referred to as a hallway instead of like a corridor <laughs> or something is very funny. Yeah. Hallway makes you think above ground for sure. Yeah, or house. Like, wait, my, my house has a hallway. Schools have a hallway. Yeah. So Super Ninja goes over to the wave machine, uh, sets it to max, and breaks off the lever. So he's going to kill everyone in Tokyo, I guess. Yeah. You know, he uses the light to make the biggest wave. Right. In five waves, in five waves, in five minutes, it'll hit Tokyo. But, I don't think Chuck Norris has opened a door yet. He just kicks them all down. No, there was a doorway that didn't have a door that he did not kick in, but the, only because there was no door. But he does show up, and he's like, five minutes is gives me four minutes and 59 seconds to kick your ass. <laughs> so he strikes a pose, and Super Ninja engages him in karate antics. At one point, Super Ninja rips a control panel off of a... <laughs> computers and hucks it at him which he punches clean through meanwhile uh, angelfish is like oh hey here's a harpoon in the in the computer room <laughs> and out of hammer space fucking super ninja pulls the craziest sword out <laughs> so stupid it's 
got at least five blades, potentially six. Because it's Depends got... Depends on if that handle has a blade on it. Right. That guard for his hands could, in fact, be uh, a, a blade of its own. It should be. Yeah, the, the cross guard has two reaching blades, and the blade itself has two spines coming off of it, so... Okay, you should go on Forge and Fire and make Yeah. He runs over to cut him up with it. If you were writing a show where you were the star... He probably didn't write this, but, you know, he's very heavily involved. Sure. You would absolutely make the bad guy that you're always besting named Super Ninja. Yeah, like, he's I'm the so best good. ninja. He's the, I, I beat the best ninja there is all the time, because I'm Chuck Norris. So you, you assume Super Ninja is a rank and not a title. No, I think so he, he had to, because you can give yourself a title, but he had to earn that rank. Yeah, I guess that's true. You think his regular name's just Ninja? <laughs> I think it's Gary. Gary the Super Ninja. Right. Chuck hops away from this incredibly menacing sword, and it looks like Angelfish is going to stab him in the back with the harpoon, but he grabs it and swings it around, and it 100% looks like he stabs her in the chest with it. But I think it's just a coincidence of animation. But she's just standing slightly to the side of it, I yeah. guess. And she's fine. Super Ninja takes a swing, and Chuck blocks it with the harpoon, and the blade gets buried in it, and he effectively disarms Super Ninja, even though he should be a killing machine. He needs that sword, I guess. Angelfish bails, and Chuck stands there staring at the computers, trying to figure it out by looking at it, uh, giving Super Ninja time to walk over quietly and... Uh, Very casually. <laughs> with the greatest of ease, slip an arm around him and try to do a chokehold one-handed, even though he should probably get that other arm engaged. But uh, Chuck throws him through the glass and into the water in the wave room. Where I guess he will... But he escapes. I don't, there's an exit. There's so many exits from this fucking place, <laughs> actually. Chuck's like, how do I turn this thing off? And then he looks at a fuse box and says, I'll pull the plug. And then he stabs the wires leading out of it, um, even though there's a clear lever that you could probably move to the off position. You say stabs. He throws a harpoon at it from across the room. Right. To stab it. You just, you were very casual about it, and his stabbing was not that casual. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Um, so, but apparently, I don't know what this box is for, but it's not the computers. Because he grabs the electricity cords, which I guess are still live. Yeah. And he pulls it out of the wall, and just jams that into the computer, which explodes it, and there's a weird yell that I think came from him? His face looks very worried. But that did it. it. That killed the computer. And that, in turn, killed the wave somehow. Yep. Because that's... Charles is not a master of fluid dynamics, and that's not how that works, but it, we saw it work that way, so I guess it does. Meanwhile, all the other ninja, I guess, gave up. I guess so, yeah. They're, they're uh, like, in a line with their hands behind their heads. Yeah. And uh, the rest of the gang's like, hey, what took you so long? And he's like, I fought Angel and Superfish. And Superfish. <laughs> yep. Angel, Ninja, and Superfish. No, uh, Angelfish got caught by the dolphins, and they are throwing her back and forth like a ball, which is probably just breaking her bones. It's definitely like them, like, toying with her before they murder her. And that's how it ends, with that woman being beaten to death by dolphins. And everyone laughing. And then we cut back to real life Chuck Norris, and he's like, yeah, things got pretty rough right there, but luckily we won. Because we didn't give up. You sure didn't. All right, man. He's like... in your life, you're not gonna come. A, you're not gonna have to fight a ninja underwater or a man with a robot arm, but you know maybe you'll lose the game or whatever. You the big game. Your dad'll scream at you because <laughs> he didn't have a good childhood either. <laughs> but you just gotta not give up. The end. I mean, I will give them this: they are a very persistent team of karate commandos. That's true. I don't even know how many countries and international laws they had to break to get this done. I, yeah. Or where... They're, they're unrelenting. Don't know where Sea Lab is, but they did have the backing of the U.S. Navy, so... I have another very important question. That's Scott. something, yes. How much money would this podcast have to raise for you to get the, the Chuck Norris logo tattooed on you? <laughs> Quite a bit. Give me a number. I would have to get... A minimum of ten thousand dollars to get that stupid really? tattoo. Yeah, I'll do it for a thousand bucks. I mean, <laughs> you didn't like your tattoo. No, I like my tattoo. I didn't like getting it. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, 
Honestly, the logo's not terrible. It's not, but it would be really. I just don't want to have to explain it. Like, how how big are you saying? Not not very. I mean, just enough that it's clear that it's a CN. <laughs> you don't have to get it yep. somewhere where everyone can see it. Every what a day. weird Cartoon Network tattoo you have. Yes, yes, that is it. That is the tattoo I have. Well, I think if you even if you glanced at it, you wouldn't recognize it as a CN right away either. No, you it's very not. stylized. It, yeah. It's honestly, I it's pretty neat. I yeah, like it's it. not bad. But I think it would be really funny if you got a tattoo on you. You hear that, guys? If we raise $10,000, we can put a tattoo on Sky. That would also cover the cost of the tattoo. Yes. Um, I don't think that tattoo is going to cost that much money. <laughs> Probably not. I have a question for you, Jake. What was the most turtle-rific part? Oh, my God. In a show like this, how could I choose? <laughs> I think probably I think probably it would be Chuck's um, costume change. Mm. He had an outfit for every occasion. Yeah, he changed more than a pop star in a card or in a concert. <laughs> like fucking Katy Perry over here. Uh, Katy Perry changes on stage like in seconds. It's <laughs> impressive. She's good at what she does. She is. I'm gonna say that the most horrific thing was that five or six bladed sword that, that came cool. out of nowhere. He literally just pulled it out of the air. <laughs> Maybe that's what makes him super ninja. Is he can just yeah. manifest weapons. Uh, who's the most likable or effective character? It absolutely was Super Ninja. He's my <laughs> new favorite. I love him. I love his beautiful flowing black hair. Beautiful locks. Still outside of his it. weird purpley mask. Yeah. The fact that he looks like a discount um, church superhero really adds to the whole... Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna Captain Christian. Down, I'm going to track down a Super Ninja action figure. Do it. I'm going to give it to uh, No Shirt But Harness with the Knife in It guy. Because he was cool. just following orders. He didn't, do, like, he wasn't in on the mutiny. He just wanted to do his job and, and collect kinda, his money? He just kind of disappeared after making the phone call to Claude. Yeah, he saw the writing on the wall. He's like, these two got it. Uh, I'm going to get also, out of here before dolphins stop me from getting out of here. <laughs> there's going to be a bunch of weirdly dressed men and a lady who's dressed like a normal person coming in here to kick my ass. And I'm not going to be here for that. In various... Uh, States of no shirt. <laughs> uh, Tabe had the least shirt of all. He did. I don't remember him even putting on pants. I, yeah, at no at any point, point was he wearing more than his diaper. Um, the second least shirted guy is probably no shirt and but harness with a knife. Yes. And Charles did have a shirt on numerous occasions. But also had no shirt on numerous occasions. Right. Uh, and Kimo always had a shirt, I think. Yes. And uh, Reed had a shirt the whole time, but that last thing had a plunging neckline, so yes, it was kind of like no shirt. He could have used an undershirt, for yes. sure. So I'll rate it uh, four out of five shirts. Four out of five shirts. I, I, I agree with that. <laughs> so Jake, what'd you do for Pop Culture Palette Blends? Well, Sky, I don't know if you know this, it's been a long it's time. Been 100 years since we did podcasts. It's true. Uh, it was a wonderful break, but uh, the gypsy called and she said, hey, you forgot about the curse I put on you guys. <laughs> You gotta watch terrible stuff. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, my bones will melt again. Well, two two things stand out. I'm only f- suspended by fluid-filled <laughs> bladders as it is. The uh, okay, that reminds me of something else. I'm reading um, <laughs> the second of the High Republic um, Star Wars Star Wars books, but there's a Jedi in that who is made of jelly. Oh yeah. And he lives inside of a suit, so he can walk around and like touch things and pick things up. That's neat. That's what yeah. Kiff from, uh, from Futurama is basically. Uh, yeah, kind of like that. And then he um, he's fighting the bad guys, and they bust the the, the front of his thing open, and so he just like shoots out as a <laughs> jelly around the face. Oh, oh! So he chose to shoot out, or was it just highly pressured? No, he shoot. He like <laughs> he did it on around the, the Nile's face. Um, That's neat. Yeah, it's a good book. They have a. They have a, basically a world's fair, but it's for the whole galaxy, and the bad guys show up at that. It is fun. Yeah, it's it's interesting. That wasn't what I was going to say. Uh, there, <laughs> there are a few things. Obviously, I've watched and done a lot of stuff, and I can't remember it all. Um, Black Widow, good. I, uh, I'd watch it again, probably, but not for Disney Plus money. Yeah. Um, but it was nice to go back to the movies. It we, was cool. We went in the morning. There were no children. It was just adults who showed up, sat in their seat. Looked at the screen and then left when it was over. It was wonderful. Uh, I, I went to the Marcus Theater and at the beginning of the uh, the trailers and stuff, there was a prolonged 
Forrest Gump impersonation, uh, saying, "Hey, thanks for coming back to uh, to the movies." And I don't know why they decided on uh, Forrest Gump for their reference. That's uh, unusual. But it took like a solid three minutes of <laughs> someone pretending to be him. Maybe they actually got Tom Hanks. Nope. No, they didn't. Uh, well, um, also, as you, Sky, witnessed, gotten myself into a little uh, little ER. <laughs> Katie was watching it, and then I made the mistake of watching it. Got she was already six seasons in, and the end, <laughs> I got really invested. And now I know what our moms were doing on Thursdays <laughs> at 9 o'clock. I, I am very susceptible to television uh, drama like that, because it's ridiculous, and it, you're just like, how is this happening? It's so stupid, I love it. <laughs> Is that set in Chicago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it, that's probably also part of the sale of our parents liking it. Is like, yeah. Oh, Very close. Chica- I rode that train once. Yeah. My mom lived in Chicago. Oh, she knew. She knew what it was like. Yeah. Right. My dad out. was a paramedic in there, and he uh, was annoyed with it whenever it was on. Like, what a crock. I feel like your dad was just annoyed. Yes. <laughs> You're correct. He dad and hard. <laughs> well, not in the good way, just the being annoyed way. Yeah. <laughs> Complicated man. Yeah. Um, and also, I think you should leave. Season 2 came out, and uh, the people who like it probably have already watched it, but it is very good and very funny. You should watch it. Did you watch season 1? I don't think so. Uh, the episodes are short. You should watch it. It's ridiculous. Um, it's like anti-Donna, but even more absurd. Mm. Very good. A+. plus. Do recommend. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah, maybe. What did you pop culture pick? Yeah, maybe. Just watch it. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. I'll be the boss of me. Uh, I've done a bunch of stuff and watched a bunch of stuff as well. Um, I will Give us the highlights, Sky. So there is a Netflix trio of horror movies called uh, oh, Fear, Fear Street. Street. Did you uh, watch this? I did. They are great. I was going to. Um, they Those are, are Stein. They are Stein. loosely based, uh, or they say inspired by or something like that. So yeah, they are based on the Fear Street books. But it's very good. They are all three tied together. Uh, it is uh, a very linear story. Don't sort spoil of. it because I do want to watch it. Yeah, first one is set in ninety four. The yeah, which is like the base time period. Second one is in the seventies, and the third one is in the sixteen hundreds. And they are very good. I really enjoyed it. Um, there's a cute little lesbian uh, love story between two uh, girls in high school. That is the major focus of the movie. And it's very charming and a lot of fun. And a lot more people died than I expected, and it is a lot more graphic than I had anticipated. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, they were very good. I also watched The Tomorrow War um, with Chris Pratt. Um, oh, that seems awful. It was fine. It was dumb, and they had a lot of ideas that they were doing all at once. And I saw Black Widow as well. Very I good. feel like, now that I know more about Chris Pratt as a person... Yeah, it's definitely like, eh. Yeah, I'm, I'm very eh on him. He's uh, tainting my viewing uh-huh. ex- or experience. Cause... He, he's just donating to churches that hate gay people. Huh? Yeah, but uh, that guy from the Detroiters whose name I can never remember. Sam Rockwell. <laughs> you know he that. is also in I Think You Should Leave. Sam Rockwell? Uh, no, Sam, <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's Richards. I think is what it is. That could be. It would be he, very easy to look up, but I'm the, not going to. The other guy in the Detroiters is... Tim Robinson, who it's, uh, I think you should leave is his show. Ah. He's the like, driving force behind it. Um, so Sam Richards is in uh, several of the sketches. But he's very good in it. He's very charming. Yeah, I know there was more stuff, but it has in fact been quite a few uh, weeks and days since then, since we did this last. It's been wonderful. Yeah, it was kind of nice to not have to edit. And yeah, just to have a smart responsibility for each Saturday and Sunday. It would quit. <laughs> nah. It would quit. I wanted to be like that where we realized we don't have to do it on air. <laughs> and then just like, there's just no more of them after that. <laughs> I feel like that's probably the way to do it. No lead up to it. Just like, you know yeah. what? We don't have to do this. This is taxing. This is, this is dumb. <laughs> Why do we do this? Well, we're not quitting before we finish Karate Commandos. That's I promise right. you that. There's only four more to go. Yeah. It's an easy, if achievable any, goal. It'll be really funny if this is what breaks us. This <laughs> Look, we made it through Inhumans. This has gotten nothing on that. Yeah. Like, one episode of Inhumans is going to be the length of all five of these things. Yeah. But I think that'll probably do it. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. We got... Normally, when we take a break, I forget how to do all the things. I haven't had as much struggle. You're not done yet. Yeah. 
But uh, dumb <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> can email the show at failpopculture or popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can follow us at failpopculture with no e at the end. And I am at sandwich surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And, uh,. Oh, you're forgetting. No, I was trying to remember the other one I wanted to add. It's uh, Black Lives Matter, Defund the Police, and Free Palestine. And uh, stay frosty. Chuck Norris with his team, Pepper. It's too dangerous, Chuck. Wow. Too much. Too much. Kimo, the Samurai Warrior. Reed, Chuck's Teenage Apprentice. Tabe, a sumo champion. With Chuck Norris, they battle the sinister forces of the Claw. Remember this. And the ruthless Super Ninja. I'll finish Norris! Chuck Norris stars in Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. No one who listens to this has the ability to free Palestine. Yeah, but I think that they should. And also, Chuck Norris can can probably fuck off, too. <laughs> <laughs> probably should put a disclaimer that we don't agree with whatever whatever Chuck Norris's politics probably are at this point. Yeah, he probably loves guns and hates immigrants, so <laughs> <laughs>